Good morning. I feel like this is the only time I can actually say good morning to you guys because I'm actually recording pretty early today. But I hope you guys are having a great day, to be completely honest. I hope you guys have had a great week. And here we are with episode nine, I believe. Yes, sir. Yo, we're making it close to 10. I feel like that that actually matters for something. So I'm going to have to make it something special, which I'm, of course, going to ask you guys. But I just want to say welcome to my podcast. The name of my podcast is A Chance to Strive. You can find that on any streaming platform and it is also on YouTube. So if you want to see me talk, you can do that too. We have options on this side. Okay, so let's get into the podcast. Okay, so the episode of the podcast is episode nine and the title of it is Growing Up in a Caribbean Household. I said Caribbean household, but what I'm pretty much trying to get at is growing up in a toxic household, but I'm basing it based off my experience mainly, and I know what other people also dealt with from growing up in a toxic household, but I just felt like these are things that are very common in Caribbean households in general. So let's get straight to it. I think the very first thing for me growing up in a Caribbean household slash toxic household, one thing I realized was my people around me, like people that were older, they just seemed to like not understand the idea that depression exists. And I felt like that was such a big deal in my household. Like depression isn't real for me. I feel like a lot of the times when like something would be wrong with me, like if I was crying or anything like that, like or in my feels, literally it would always go back to the exact same thing. If you have a roof over your head, you should be stress-free. And if you should be stressed, and since you have no obligations, which is the reason why they expect you to be stress-free, then you should be happy and everything should be completely okay. And I just don't understand it. I feel like one of the biggest parts of like something that I've never been able to comprehend was how do how does somebody become a parent and they completely forget about the part where like they were a kid and they had a parent. And it took me the longest to try to understand that. But then I started to realize it's like that's just what they're used to. A lot of people, it's like they're not ready for they're not ready to be parents. They don't understand how to be a parent, which is the reason why I don't think everybody should just be able to start popping babies. That's the whole reason why it's like. For me, I want to wait. Like, there's no issue with having a kid right now. I could have a kid right now and I'd probably be able to deal with it. But thing is, it's like, it's not what I want because I know I'm not ready. I'm still a flawed being and I will always be flawed. I'm never going to be perfect. But I know there's so much more that I need to work on to get there. But yeah, in a Caribbean household, depression is just not real. If your parents provide shit for you and they're doing their job, then you should be completely okay. And I think that's one of the main issues with parents. It's like the lack of awareness when it comes to your needs. Growing up in my house, like in a toxic household, is just like you'll realize that nobody can attend to your can um, care to your needs because they just don't understand it. And your emotions are yours alone to handle. They're not going to sit here and try to, oh, well, how are you feeling today? That is how that's like that part isn't there. Like they don't realize like, bro. Like, yeah, it was like it was nice to have food on the table. It, it's great having a roof over your head is great not worried about like are you going to get kicked out and stuff like that i've been in situations back in haiti where i've had to worry about things like that but just because that issue was removed off the table doesn't mean like oh like i'm i'm happy like everything is just perfect around me and i think that's one of the main reasons why i became so independent and the reason why i felt like i needed to be able to control my emotions myself because i never had anybody around that was going to do the same shit for me and another like toxic thing that i've like picked up from a lot of like toxic households like my friends have dealt with it i've dealt with it it's this whole idea that your image to the world matters more than how you see yourself like and i've tried to understand why do we like why does certain households like care for like this approval from other people and shit and it didn't make sense to me but then i started to realize it's like it comes from like it literally stems from having like coming from like a judgmental society the thing i realized was my mom 
I could do so much shit that is bad, but no real like it's like she doesn't really bring it up as an issue until like other people start finding out outside of her house. It's like, oh, I know you do this and that, and like I, whether or not I don't like it, it's like okay, fuck it. Nobody else knows about what's happening inside of my house. Like me smoking, right? My mom knows I smoke. And does she like it? Not at all. And I completely understand that because, and because I have so much respect for her, I would never smoke in front of my mother. I would never allow myself to smell like weed near my mother. I will never walk into house boofing like straight bud. You feel me? But the thing is, it's like my mom does. My mom isn't that worried about it. But then I promise you, if somebody were to find out that I smoked inside our church or like someone that she's used to or someone like one of her friends, that's when the real issue would be. It's like, and I just, and I could never accept that. I could never accept that in it almost felt like your parents, like my parents had like no types of faith in me. I'm like, I'm, I'm not a disrespectful person. Right. But I promise you, if I walked inside church and I forgot to kiss one person, cause that is a very Caribbean thing where it's like you walk into a room and you got to kiss everybody or you were disrespectful. But I'm like, I don't know you. Why am I saying hi to you? <laughs> like I'm not next to my mother. If I'm next to my mother and I see you, I will say something, but I don't know you. I don't even remember your name. And you expect me to walk up to you, kiss you. No, I'm going to church. I walk straight upstairs. But a lot of people are just not like that. And it's like, my parents is like, my mom really just cared too much about that shit. The moment somebody were to find out something, the moment someone were to say something, it's like they forget who their child is. And that is all they're worried about. They're worried about protecting this image that I'm a good parent. Because I've realized like in my culture, for like a Haitian culture, the moment your kid does something, it reflects directly on the parenting. And I think that's the thing that people don't realize. It's like, no matter how great of a parent you are, you can't dictate everything that happens in a kid's lives. It's just not happening. And to a lot of parents that don't have a bond with their children, understand the fact that their friends have more of an effect on them than you. Why? Because they don't trust you. You're, you're a parent figure, but they don't actually look at you as a parent like, oh, you understand what it takes to be the person that I need to be there for me. You understand how it's, what it means to nurture me and everything like that. So a lot of people just... A lot of kids are affected more by their parents. I said more by their friends than their parents itself. But I don't know. I've just never been the person that's going to sit here and try to crave somebody's approval because I know it's just not me. And in a toxic household, they try to push that on you so fucking much. And that's the one thing that I've always hated. I've always hated that shit. It's like, bro, okay. I'm this type of person and you understand that. Why is that not enough? Why does it, why do you allow it to contradict with what other people tell you? You've known me for how long? My whole entire life. And that person has met me for about five minutes, 10 minutes. They've seen me five, 10 times, a handful of times. And the moment they have one perception of me that you are scared of other people having, you get on my back about it. And that shit was just annoying. Like, trying to have a conversation with my mother about the fact that somebody said I was disrespectful. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck I did. That person didn't even tell you what the fuck I did, but you're going to take their word for it. And that ends up building like a lack of trust. It's like you trust other people that aren't even related to you more than your own child. Somebody who's not even in your family. And that fucked me for the illest minute because I started not to trust my mother because I realized it's like, you didn't care about your son as much as you didn't care about your son as much as you cared about other people's opinion. The fact that the moment I realized like that meant more to my mother, it affected our relationship a lot. And right now me and my mother, like at the best place that we're possibly at, and I'll speak on how I got there towards the end, but for Ellis minute, it wasn't like that. And another part that is like, I feel like this is literally the worst one for me personally. 
the idea that conversing with your parents is deemed as disrespectful. How is me having a conversation with you disrespectful? You sit here and you tell your kid, right? Hey, this is what you're doing. That is wrong. Like they're, they're, they're correcting you or something. And then you're like, oh, I completely understand that. But this is not your rule. You're being disrespectful. You're talking back. And it's like, how the fuck are we supposed to have a bond when it's just all one-sided? Everything you say is right. Because you're my parent, all of a sudden you have this credibility where it's like, yo, you're still flawed. And I think that's like, sometimes becoming a parent allows people to like escape the idea that you truly are still fucking flawed. But it's like, bro, you're not perfect. And I get the fact that you know a lot more than me. I get the fact that there are certain things I'm not going to understand until I have the brain capacity to actually fucking understand it. So a lot of the times, a lot of kids at this, we have realizations where it's like, oh shit, this is what they was talking about. Like a lot of the times my mom is right. I listen to everything she says and I keep it with me. But the idea that I couldn't have a conversation with her was the part that was terrible for me. And I think that was the difference between my mother and my mentor. My mentor would tell me something, but I get to have a conversation with him. I get to try to understand where he's coming from. He gets to look at my perspective and correct it if I'm going like if my intentions are not where they should be. And I realize like that's the way you properly teach somebody some shit. It's not you just tell them and you have to and you expect them to believe it. No, sit here, have a call. Like, that's all I ever expected from my mother. I never had an issue with my mom telling me anything. I love that lady. Like, I am a mama's boy at heart. I will never put my hands on any other woman. And where does that stem from? Because of my mother. Like, I know she's gone through that shit. And I know how traumatic it is even still at this age. Like, there are times where, like, I'll get, like, I'll get really pissed off. I don't have anger issues. Let me just put that out there for anybody to not think that shit. I don't have anger issues. But there are certain shit that happens where it's like, you snap, right? And I've had a few moments where I've snapped in front of my mother. And believe it or not, my mom has told me that that shit scares her because she's dealt with that shit. It reminds me of my dad and everything like that. And it's something that I don't want to fucking hear, which I don't think she understands like that shit's always going to stick with me. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like, I just want to be able to have a conversation with you. That, that is it. Like, I'm not being disrespectful. I'm not raising my voice. It's not because I don't give a fuck about what you're saying. I just want to have a conversation with my parent. And I don't think that's so much to fucking ask. You're telling me how I'm doing something wrong. And I'm sitting here having a conversation with you, telling you my perspective, telling you my point of view. But then it's like, I can't win because the moment I open up my mouth, everything is discredited because you look at it as disrespectful. And I'm just like, why don't you want to talk to your kid? Why don't you want to have a conversation with me? And I think that's the thought process a lot of kids go through. And it's like, you almost start feeling like your parents don't love you. But it's just because they came from like a very toxic household and they thought it worked. Because they still have not understood, they still haven't worked on those, like those issues that have stemmed from like that toxic household. So to them, it's like, oh, everything worked out in this household. So I'm going to do the exact same thing to mine. But it's like. My mom growing up in Haiti, I definitely understand that because it's like it's something that happens everywhere. But then when you move here, it's like you have so many different other cultures. You get to pick and choose what you want based off of who you are and stuff like that. For me, it's like I get the fact that like a lot of people be like, oh, the way white kids talk to their parents, like they're talking about like, like the things that go viral on social media, you know, like a random like white kid would like scream at his mother. And, like to people of color, that's just like that just never happens with us. I'm not saying that's something like it's a race thing. Like, oh, black. there are definitely some black kids that do that. But th- that is like, I thought it was disrespectful when you are raising your voice, but I always like the idea that like certain other cultures and stuff like that were more willing to have conversations 
where they actually thought of it like as something that's actually like positive and i cared for that so fucking much but i could just i just never had that in the household that i grew up in and there's this other part where it's kind of like college is the only route to success and you don't understand how problematic that is when you are a kid growing up in the united states where like there's so many different opportunities you can be an influencer i can be so many different things right but then your parents are telling you, hey, follow the path of a nine to five. And I'm like, I don't want to do that shit. And, and then the issue is, it's not the fact that like, oh, they want you. I get it if your parents want you to do a certain thing. But the issue is when you don't want to do that thing, they just stop supporting it. They only support one thing and that's it. Like, I'm going to be completely honest with you. When I hit my first million on TikTok, right? I knew my mom did not support me being a social media influencer. She did not me. She did not support me doing the whole modeling thing or anything like that. She is just, and as much as I wanted to blame her, I had to, like I started, I, I had to accept my parents as somebody who was flawed. I had to accept my mom as a flawed being. I think for so long, I expected her to just understand so much shit to the point where I started blaming her for everything she didn't understand. It, oh, it was also hard because I could never express it to her, or explain it to her. But I had to accept her as a flawed being. And my mom just never supported anything that she didn't understand. And that's what I really, I thought she'd, oh, you just didn't want to support me doing what I loved. Like the kid in you, that's what you tell yourself because you're so heartbroken. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to be completely honest. Everything I do is for my mother. And it wasn't always like that. And I honestly, I, got, I had to have my a wake up call. Like when I would think about like, what does my future family look like? I wouldn't think of my siblings because I had no bond with them. For the illest minute, I had no bond with any of my siblings. Because the thing you got to understand is when you come from a household that tells you, like, your emotions are yours to deal with and yours to deal with alone, which is what I dealt with. Like, at one point, I lost my father, right? And think about that. Everybody in my household is dealing with that loss. But I felt like I was going through that shit by myself. And why was that? Because I, I, I had no ball, nobody. I didn't feel like I could converse with anybody in the household. Being the youngest, it's always the hardest. Because, like, you speaking back to anybody who's older than you, that's the disrespectful part. You expect it's, it's kind of like a tear. And it only goes by age. Not knowledge, not nothing else. That's it. Respect your elders. And I'm like, okay. My elders don't respect me. I'm not going to go out my way to disrespect you. But I'm not going to tolerate that shit. I, I don't give a single fuck if you, if you have a few years on me. I know there's a lot that I can learn from you, but your arrogance is not some shit that I'm going to sit here and try to deal with. But yeah, so I literally felt like I had no bond with anybody in my household. Like when I dealt with that, like your emotions are really yours to handle. Like they don't care for it. And that's why I felt like I told you like the depression part was a real, like it's a big thing for me. Like depression is not real in toxic households. You should just be happy. But yeah, so what I'm saying is like I was dealing with that shit. My dad's loss, right? By myself. And it, sh- it doesn't make any fucking sense because everybody in the household my dad means the exact same amount to them. I literally, I had this thing where it's like, for, I don't know how long it was, but every night I would cry, but I would wait for it to be night for a reason because I was like, okay, I get to separate myself from everyone and I get to actually deal with shit by myself. I'd literally have all the lights off, look to the ceiling, cry and all this extra shit. And I didn't even realize this, but apparently my mother actually ended up knowing. I thought I was discreet with the cries and everything like that. But my mom actually heard me a lot of those nights and I didn't actually think she did, but she did. But I think that's even like the big, that's like the big issue. You see that I'm crying damn near every night over my dad. And you don't know how to approach me. And that's the part where I'm saying like, it really, like once you start looking at your parents as individuals that are flawed, a lot of things start to make sense. 
Like I could have easily been broke. Like I could have easily like thought about it from like, oh, pity me. It's like I'm crying. You don't even approach me. But then I started to realize one of the flaws that my mother had. My mom is bad with confrontation. She's she's actually kind of scared of it. And she doesn't understand how to approach me. And it's not just me. She doesn't understand how to approach a lot of our kids. It's like, yes, she cares. Probably hearing me cry every night. Probably broke her to pieces. But in the moment, I just thought, oh, you heard me and you didn't say shit. That's crazy. Probably broke her. But then the part that broke her even more is the fact that her child is crying, but she does not understand the first thing about how to, like, be there for him. So it started to make sense because I'm like, you're not somebody. It's not like you don't care about my emotions. You generally just don't have the first idea of how to go about it. So later on in life, I started to do this thing where it's kind of like. I would bring things up to my mom and I would make sure that I, I would avoid to, like, bring up my emotions. Like I would literally like a lot of times, like I got so used to hiding my emotions and dealing with it by myself. Nobody would know about shit. But then. I cared about me and my mom's bond so much because it's like that lady means a lot to me. And like any bond, I think both parties are responsible for the outcome of it or how it chooses to manage. And for the longest, I felt like me pulling myself away from everyone that didn't understand what I needed was choosing me. But I, it was hurting me more than it was helping me. Like I get it. I, I could be like the dickhead. It's like, oh, I don't give a fuck what nobody thinks, but that's 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 not true. That's just not how I am. I care a lot about what my mother thinks. I'm not gonna sit here and try to crave for her approval and like and shit. But at the end of the day, it matters to me. So I started to work on my like I I literally sat in front of my mother and cried, and I was like, yo, I, I at one point like this was like the turning point of me and my mom's relationship, and I'll go back to like the whole nine to five supporting thing, like my mom not supporting me, but it was what this is why I feel like this was the turning point of me and my mom's relationship and. I don't know if this is going to work for anybody, but my mom is a very submissive person. So emotions are not something she's insensitive to. And I know, sadly, there are people that have parents that deal with that shit. And this probably might not work for you. But literally, this was this year, too. I sat in front of my mother and I cried. I told my mom, like, I literally was like bawling my eyes out because I was like, I want us to have a bond. I want us to be able to talk. And you know what she took that as? She repeated. my. She took my words and was like. Because I remember, I think like the girl, yeah, my ex was there during that time. Well, she was my girlfriend during that time. And then my mom was like, oh, how are you going to sit here and try to tell him what to do in my household? And I'm like, do you understand how sick that is? Your son is sitting here crying in front of you saying he wants to have a better bond with you. And you as my mother, you look at that shit and all you got from it was me telling you how to run your house. I just want us to have a bond because I love you. And that shit hurt. And that's the reason why I cried even more and shit, right? But I was like, bro, like, that's sick. And it's like, it's not her fault at all. But that's just really what she's used to. Like, anybody giving any types of suggestions on how to parent, that's just a disrespectful thing in, in the culture that she was she raised in, which is a culture I'm not going to be very accepting of because I understand how detrimental it can be to people's progress, people's self-love, like, they, their mental health and shit like that. Yeah, like I was like, bro, no, I just want to have a bond with you. I want to be able to talk to you. I don't like keeping shit away from you. Like, I know there are certain things you're not gonna approve of, but I at least want us to have the bond where it's like I can be I can be open with you. And whether or not you don't accept all the decisions that I make, just try to understand why I made them. And right now, believe it or not, it's working. 
me and my mom have conversations like she's starting to become like my best friend like anything happens i can tell her about it and shit and it felt great but yeah back to like the not supporting thing it's like growing up in a toxic household they, no one's gonna support anything that you're trying to do unless it comes from a nine to five unless it requires college because that is the only route of success that they know and it's just not mine so what i was gonna get at with like literally when i first hit a mill right i told my mom and i knew she never supported it, like i mentioned earlier but i thought me getting to one mill because that's like, I don't look at it as much because because I like I do the influencing thing. I have a lot of friends that have more than me and shit like that. Not that I envy it or anything like that, but it's more like I understand there's more I could have done. So this isn't this is special, but I know there's so much more that I could do. But I'm like, you know what? I just hit one mil. I feel like telling my mother now may be a little different. Like it might make it might change some shit. And I was like so excited to tell it because I was so happy. That was the first person that I could actually tell in person because I woke up. My friends were like, oh, you hit a mill. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, all your friends supporting you. Hype this shit. And I go to my mom with that excitement still at hand. And I told my mom, I just hit one million followers on TikTok. <laughs> Bro, when I tell you, this literally had me walk back into my room. Like, I was I walked out of my room excited as shit. I walked back into there trying to hold in tears. My mom literally looked at me in my face after I told her I hit a mill, right? And my point is, I don't care whether you understand what that means. I don't care if it's not that shit, right? You see the, how happy that shit made me. As my parent, I believe that should be your number one priority. But it wasn't. And that hurt so fucking much. Like I told my mom, hey, I just hit one mil. And she looked at me and was like, why are you still doing this shit? <laughs> I was like, wow. And like, I'm stunned because like I told you, Sadly, I crave my mom's approval. Everything I do is for her. I love that lady so fucking much. And it's just, that's just what happened, right? She told me, why don't you go back to working at Walgreens? And I was like, wow, bro. Thanks, mom. That's crazy. I did not come here to tell you that for you to tell me to do something else. I just wanted you to say congratulations or I'm happy for you. And I had a conversation with my brother that it was like, she just doesn't understand. And I'm like, bro, it's like. I give people excuses for shit that's understandable. Whether you don't understand or not what it is that I'm doing, I'm happy. And I didn't, and I quit my, like, I haven't worked like a nine to five type thing for a minute. And I've, I spoil my mother. Let me just say that. Like, I get the whole, like, everybody wants to spoil their girlfriends and everything like that. But I spoiled the fuck out of my mother. What, my mom has one of my credit cards and everything like that. Like, I love that lady to death. And she's my number one queen. She's my first love. So I'm not going to treat, I'm not going to sit here and like buy somebody a bag, get her nails and then all this shit, but then not do nothing for the woman that literally cared for me my whole entire life, which is the thing that I find stupid as shit. Let me just say that. Y'all are like, there are certain guys, right? Certain guys. Y'all are so quick to try to like constantly buy gifts and all to do all this little extra shit for, to try to fuck somebody or for the little girl you're dating. But then the woman who nurtured you your whole entire fucking life, who, who's the reason why you're even in a position where you can do this shit now, is the same person who you're not doing that shit for. That don't make sense. I leave off for college. One of my credit, one of my credit cards will be left in my mother's hands. For my mom's birthday, I think I gave her a band. I think I literally gave my mom $1,000 for her birthday in straight cash. Like, I spoiled the fuck out of that lady. But yeah, so like, when she wasn't willing to support what it is that I did, I'm like, yo, like, I don't care whether you understand or not. You know I have not worked at Walgreens for this so-and-so-so amount of times. And I'm not broke. 
Like that means it's bringing some type of money and it's making me happy. It's a win-win fucking situation. So when she wasn't happy, I was like, that's fucked up, Dukes. Like, come on. You could do better than that. But I know she felt bad about it because when I told her again, like, I'm like, yo, the shit you said actually made me cry. And she and I seen like she was stuck and I was like, nice. Not that I want to make my mother feel bad about what the fuck she did. But I think the lack of awareness is where a lot of parents go wrong. They don't realize what the fuck they say and how it affects their kids. So when my mom told me, like, oh, you mommy of your father, it was like that one time. I made sure she understood what the fuck that meant. Because the like, thing is, words have a lot of power, right? And, I, and because in your parents, their words are justified so much because of how much you love them, because of how long they've known you and everything like that. So everything they say, the importance of it or like how much it can affect you, it's magnified. So that's why it's like when my mom says certain things to me and it affects me, to her, I know she didn't mean to affect my emotions. I know she's not trying to do that. But making sure in general, like this applies to any types of bond you have with anybody. You need to let people understand the types of effect, like how they affect you. Because yeah, trust me, the person I love the most probably can't crack certain jokes for somebody I, re- I refer to as an acquaintance. But so, ah, like you're closer to that person. Yeah, but their words hold a lot more value. They hold, it holds a lot more power and shit. So yeah, I let her understand like what that shit meant. It was like, I was like, nah, when you told me that shit, like it made me tear up a little bit. She's like, oh shit. But then I promise you, she's never going to say that shit again. When you check somebody for the shit that they do to you, it's less likely that they're going to do it again. And the thing that I realized is I don't have a lot of patience for shit. I don't have a lot of patience for bullshit. I don't have a lot of patience for excuses. I don't have a lot of patience for people who just don't understand how to nurture a bond. So it's like, I just don't, I just don't want it and I'm always going to speak up on it or I'm just going to completely take that person out of my life. But yeah, so overall things that I feel like could help with like growing up in a toxic household, which definitely has made my life a little easier. It's like accepting your parents as a flawed individual. They have a lot of flaws and you expect them to be more mature in how they deal with their product and how they deal with that. But that process, the exact, it's the exact same thing. It's the exact same no matter how old you are. A lot of people do not know their flaws. They lived in denial their whole entire lives. They become parents. And those flaws that they have affect how they raise their children. See through the bullshit and understand your parents as an individual. I feel like sometimes we give our parents way too much fucking credit. We expect them to know everything. To be completely honest, there's shit that you know that your parents will probably never know because they won't ever give you the chance to express it or because they never went through that experience to learn it. A lot of the shit that you learn is through experiences. Unless you had that or you were able to get not like you got that knowledge from somebody else. That's just where they are currently. And I forced my parents to understand my needs and my emotions. Like I told my mom, it's like. I know I heart you and nurture it, right? So my mom constantly feeding me and all this little extra shit, right? She thought that was enough. She thought that's what she thought that's what it was that I needed. But I was like, no, bro, I just needed a hug. I needed you to care for my emotions because that was the thing I was dealing with the most. That's what I needed from you. But she didn't understand that. And that's the whole reason why I'm saying like it's important for you to for somebody to understand your needs and emotions and understand that every bond requires certain things. But for the most part, it is all the same. If you're dating somebody and they don't understand your needs and they don't understand how to care for your emotions, it is not going to work out. There is no bond. All you got, any bond that you're trying to nurture, any bond that you actually care for keeping, 
you have to always communicate everything. And the reason why I say this, like, I know at times, like, oh, this was little. It wasn't really that big of a deal. Okay. So the conversation shouldn't be that big of a deal, but it should happen. You will grow impatient no matter how small the issue is. Constantly having to repeat yourself for the same shit over and over again gets tiring, bro. Trust me. But, yeah, like I said, like any bond, both parties are, both parties are responsible for the outcome of it. Choosing you doesn't always mean removing yourself from the talk from certain people in your lives. The thing is, I know I can't get away from my mother. It's just not gonna happen. As much as I probably want to, maybe I think my life would get better. That I did, out of that. I don't want it. My mom is somebody that I'm gonna keep around for the rest of my life. So why would I not? Like I chose to. Like you really gotta put your pride to the fucking side when you're doing some shit like that. But it's like, although I know she should know this shit, but I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to just say you don't, and I'm going to accept you. And the way we're going to leave this podcast episode is that is not everyone deserves to fucking be a parent. Bro, there are certain parents that don't know the first thing about loving themselves. How the fuck could you possibly love me if you've been with yourself for years and couldn't get to that point? And you're like, oh, you can love somebody while you can't love yourself. Although that may be true, at times it starts to come off in a toxic manner because you don't understand how to properly express that. Because you can't express your love to if you can't express your love to yourself, the person you know the best in this fucking world, how are you going to just accept somebody that's flawed? And you're well aware of that shit. Where a lot of the times you don't know everything that they have to offer. A lot of times you have to wait. How do you expect me to believe that somebody like that is going to know how to love me? When you learn to love yourself, I promise you, it's a little easier to give that love and express it. And that is the end of this episode podcast. But I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. And this has been episode nine, growing up in a toxic household. Be sure to leave a like if you're on YouTube. And if you're on like Spotify or Apple Podcasts, that download, it means a lot to me. You listening means a lot. But the numbers matter too. You feel we want to be ranked again. But yeah, I appreciate you guys. Hope you guys have an amazing day and enjoy the rest of your week. I'm out.